Thank you for listening to the Highlander Podcast, where we have conversations about the past, present, and future of the outdoor industry. Thanks to Utah State University's Outdoor Product Design and Development Program for making it possible and for training the future product leaders of the outdoor industry. Learn more about the program at opdd.usu.edu. The Highlander Podcast is sponsored by the Outdoor Recreation Archive, a collaboration between OPDD and USU Special Collections to preserve the history and print materials of the people, products, and brands of the outdoor industry. Follow the archive at Outdoor Rec Archive on Instagram. The Highlander Podcast is sponsored by the Utah Outdoor Association, a business association focused on elevating Utah's outdoor industry through educational programming and events. Their membership consists of Utah's outdoor manufacturers, retailers, outfitters, and guides. Member benefits include networking opportunities, recruitment of talent, and brand promotion. More information about volunteering and membership is available at utahoutdoor.org. On this episode of The History of Gear, Rhonda Summer, Design Director for Men's and Women's Outerwear and Outdoor at Under Armour, and Catherine Connolly, a graphic designer at Under Armour, speak at the 2022 Outdoor History Summit about the influence of archives on the design process. Just to dive a little bit into um, my background, my name is Rhonda Summer again, and I'm the Design Director for Men's and Women's Outerwear and Outdoor Apparel at Under Armour. I got my degree in apparel design at the Rhode Island School of Design. And from there, I went on to do freelance design work in New York City for uh, a few different brands like J. Crew, Feel a Sport, and Armani AX. Um, and that experience led me to be hired as the first outerwear designer at Old Navy, where I had the unique opportunity to really define and build that category for the brand. Um, I then went on to become the Senior Design Director for Men's, Women's, and Kids Technical Outerwear, Apparel, and Winter Accessories at Burton Snowboards. I was there for 12 years. Um, while there, I headed up design for three different Olympic uniforms for the U.S. snowboarding team, um, 2010 Vancouver, 2014 they were in Sochi, and then 2018 in Pyeongchang. And I also did um, the Olympic uniform for Team Canada in 2018. Um, I also led that design team in over 20 different collaborations, including uh, Disney, Marvel, Andy Warhol Foundation, Led Zeppelin, Carhartt Work in Progress, Peanuts, um, etc. And again, I'm currently at Under Armour, heading up outdoor and outdoor. I was also the design lead for Under Armour's 2022 Winter Olympic Village Collection, uh, which was worn by athletes in over 10 different sport disciplines. And I also led the design for 2021 and 2022 International Women's Day collections. Um, so before we jump in and share our experience with you, um, I want to thank Chase for inviting us to come out to the archives, which we used as a kickoff for our spring summer 24 ideation. There was four of us from design that made the trip. And we were also able to meet one of our athletes who happens to be based out of this area. So these past few weeks, we've really been getting into our design work and we're drafting off of this experience as well as our time with our internal trend, trend team, uh, talking with our athletes, and of course, all of our travels. So while we were at the archives, 
I quickly realized that they're so important because they hold the stories of the past in a way that helps us as designers define our present and future by providing a deeper understanding of the histories and the culture of outdoor pursuits and the origins of looking at outdoor as a recreation lifestyle and not just a means of survival. And these archives provide a window into the evolution of brands that are still present today, as well as preserving the stories of the brands that no longer exist. Um, they also paint a picture of the athletes or outdoorsmen's experience at different points in time, allowing us to see this evolution as well. So having access to this body of information is really important to designers. It allows them to gain a better understanding of the heritage of certain brands and sports, as well as helping to inform uh, forward-thinking momentum in design and end-user solutions that are authentic and culturally relevant. So back in June, Katie and I spent some time in the archives, and Katie is going to share her experience as well as some images that really resonated with us. Great. Thanks, Rhonda. Hi, everyone. My name is Katie Connolly. Uh, just a little bit about me. I am a 2018 graduate from Savannah College of Art and Design, and there I obtained my BFA in graphic design. During my studies there, I was also a founding member of the first all-female intercollegiate bass fishing team in the United States, um, and I competed in multiple uh, bass master FLW uh, college series fishing tournaments. And now as a graphic designer for outerwear and outdoor apparel at Under Armour, I am so happy to be here virtually to share my experience with you all. I am so incredibly impressed uh, with the archives. The amount of resources readily available was absolutely incredible. As a graphic designer, you know, I'm on the computer for 40, 50, 60 hours a week. And as a hands-on learner, flipping through those materials just makes you aware that you're experiencing the brand messaging the way it was meant to be experienced. By turning the pages, seeing what draws your eye without pop-up windows or any other sort of distractions. So that being said, it's exciting to know how much of this material is also being published online eventually giving a wider audience access to these catalogs and magazines that are so important and have historical value that's worth preservation. So that being said, I'm excited to share some insights I have gained from turning these pages. The archives were a great resource in capturing the evolution and timelessness of brands throughout the decades. As a 25-year-old brand, under Armour has been evolving at an accelerated pace, especially when compared to competitors, North Face, Nike, Salomon, that have been in the space for 50 plus years. So it, it really is interesting to see their brand arcs and evolution as it either relates to or diverges from our own brand during different points, points in time. It's important to note competitors that uh, also stay true to their brand's identity. For example, Patagonia is a great example. Uh, you know, their Jacquard logo is standardized in size and placement 
for an authentic and timeless look. Additionally, their design silhouettes show continual success throughout the decades. Their classic fleece pullover, for example, introduced in the 70s, has remained largely the same today. So there, there's something important about keeping true to a brand's DNA. You know, it, it establishes your missions, it establishes your values, it makes you unique from your competitors, it gives your customers a reason to choose to buy from you over your competitors. But at the same time, it's also important to react to current industry trends, such as design choices, customer needs, and showcase innovation. Which brings me to my next talking point, innovation. As designers, we must recognize that the fundamental materials and technologies that we continue to use season after season have an expansive history. The archives brought me back to a time where simple technologies like mesh and reflectivity were just making their debut. It's important for us to time straight time, excuse me, timestamp and trace the evolution of these technologies and then use that history to form new insights and ultimately drive product innovation in the outdoor industry. There were also some fun moments, you know, looking into the evolution of sport culture. Uh, especially the use of humor and irreverence in Ron, seen in multiple Runner's World ads, uh, you know, using play on words like the agony of defeat or, um, let's see, what's the other one? I, or running takes soul somewhere in there. Um, and as well as nods to women's empowerment, you know, we put women on an equal footing in every sport, Footlocker's ad. Still today, we you know, continue to drive a product that celebrates the social and cultural impacts of sport, you know, using graphic language and verbiage that resonates with the focused performer and also empowering underrepresented groups, women, people of color, you know, the LGBTQ community, through International Women's Day, Black History Month, and Pride collections and marketing campaigns. Thanks, Katie. Just to wrap things up, um, we weren't sure what to expect when we came to USU, and we spent about three hours in the archives, but once we got there, we quickly realized that we could have spent a day or two. There's just so much material to look at. Um, I also want to note that while we can't share with you what we're currently working on or touch on what aspects of our archive visit will impact future designs, it was fun to see and to share with you all how the archives validated some of the work we've done it and done at UA um, that was just in market. And uh, we want to thank Chase again for inviting inviting us out to USU and always really always sharing his passion and knowledge and insights around the evolution of outdoor design. I can start with, um, you know, with, with Under Armour being a relatively newer brand, what are your thoughts looking on like brands that have like a much longer history and a, and a longer identity? Um, I guess what, what, what can you reflect on that and 
share like the opportunities, the challenges that you face being a brand that's significantly younger than some of the the other outdoor brands like an LL Bean or an Eddie Bauer, again, North Face or Patagonia that have been around for you know, 50 plus years? What opportunities or challenges do you face with that? Yeah, I mean, I think um, I think Katie touched on it a bit. Like, you know, when we were at the archives, it was so interesting for us to look at some of these brands, um, you know, brands that you just mentioned that have been around forever and kind of seeing, you know, what that arc was for them, um, seeing certain aspects that they really have kept true to and that that are common threads that still exist today. Um, and then other ways that they've really um, kind of grown and, and changed. And it does make you think back at like what it is that that you're doing, you know, at Under Armour, because we are such a young brand. There are certain aspects of our business that are just getting a foothold of establishment. There's other parts that are that are very, you know, very well rooted. Um, uh, but I do think that outerwear in particular is one category at Under Armour where we really are kind of actively in this process of defining what that is. Um, and so it is always kind of interesting to look at how other brands um, have defined and, and evolved their categories throughout the years. Looks like there's a question here. Would, would you say your observations weighted more on the side of branding or product design? Where did you get the most insights? Well, actually, I was the one who um, spent a majority of the time actually going through the archives. Um, as Rhonda mentioned, we did meet with an athlete as well. Um, so, you know, when I'm looking at the archives, I'm, you know, drawn to graphics, branding elements, uh, trims with, you know, graphics branding. Um, but I do have, again, a, a sense of design. And so... I will say I did spend more time looking at, at branding and graphics, um, but I'm, I am familiar as well with, you know, design silhouettes and that. So I was able to kind of, uh, you know, embrace my knowledge there and, and uh, look at it from both perspectives. I think for me, what was interesting was, um, and, and what I wasn't expecting was just looking at the marketing and just the tone and voice of the marketing and um, either how that was so different or like, you know, some of the women's stuff where it was like, wow, we're still sort of saying the same thing, you know? Um, and also, uh, again, just, just seeing how um, just things like reflective were so new and that was like a technology back then. So um, that was really interesting. There's another question here about um, how many past, how many of the past brands that you've worked for, designed for, have had accessible archives for you to access and pull inspiration from. Burton had an amazing archive, and they have an amazing archivist. I'm sure some of you know um, TK or Todd Coleman. He's been with Burton for years and has an insane knowledge about everything snowboarding, Burton or otherwise. And so that was that was really important. We used to go into the archives quite a bit at Burton. Um, yeah, I I mean, again, being at Old Navy, it was so new when I was there. I, it was really defining it. So there was no archive there. We were building things um, from the ground up. Um, yeah, I think Burton had, that's probably like where I really spent the most time digging through archival material. 
while designing. I just included Todd's Instagram um, in the chat as well. He's so good. <laughs> yeah. He routinely posts things from the collection and it's, it's a good follow for sure. Yeah. He's great. Great person. Very good human. What do you think um, holds brands back from um, accessing collections like ours or others? There's, there's, you know, other, other collections out there. Um, how, what holds brands back from doing that when, you know, a lot of brands have budget to travel um, and, and see different locations and, and do onsite research, like what's holding brands back from tapping into more of the archival side when it comes to research? I think just knowing that it exists, to be honest, you know, sometimes you just don't realize that it exists. Yeah, I would have to say, Rhonda, I had no idea this existed. um, And I was unaware that even Burton had um, such a thing. So, yeah, Burton does tours, too. So it is part of it is open to the public. Not all of it, obviously, but. Yeah, it's sometimes it's just like getting that word out to people that it that it exists. Right. That's part of the motivation for this this summit and and the archive Instagram account. This whole whole effort of ours is to bring together uh, maybe communities that haven't interacted in the past, um, academics, archivists, um, and the brand side maybe haven't talked as much as they could in the past. So um I think that's you know, the, the, the value of that is evidenced here today, I think. So other questions, let's see, being in the gear industry for 30 years, uh, plus years, I've seen so much product driven versus market driven philosophies, um, i.e. the better mousetrap. Any thoughts there initially? Um, I'm not sure. I understand the question. Like, I think, product the product usually from from my point of view should be driven by the end user and the athlete and the solution that's needed mostly or predominantly um i don't know if that's what he means by market driven yeah i mean i think it's it's all about um you know the end user and the best solution for the end user that looks great you know because being in design, you're you're trying to solve a problem in a way that's just visually the best that it can be, or something that's culturally relevant. Um, whether it speaks to the end the end use or the sport, and then also speaks to like what's culturally currently happening, whether it be in music or art, or it's really the merging of all that together that I think is the best design. I'm I'm jumping back to a few of these previous comments. Um, Ralph Lauren sounds like they have a great, yeah. great archive, great collection. Um, and uh, Michelle saying that, um, you know, we just need to know that corporate archives exists as a profession. Um, it's, it's a whole career. It's a whole profession. Um, so no, thanks for that as well. Thanks for listening to the Highlander podcast for more conversations with outdoor leaders subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts watch episodes on the outdoor product design and development youtube channel or on opdd.usu.edu podcast follow along on instagram at usu outdoor product and let us know how you're enjoying the show